Dinosaurs, everybody. Welcome to the Marion... What's my name again? Wilbur. It's been so long. Wilbur? Okay. Welcome to the Marion Wilbur show. I'm Wilbur. I'm Mary. This is our show. Last time we said we were going to be going to Origins. We didn't go to Origins. Claus kind of gave us a scare. And uh, we decided we didn't want to leave him here, you know, unsupervised. So we did not go. So sorry everyone who was expecting to meet us, uh, see us in our cool Hounspiel t-shirts. Uh, but there's always next year. Claus was kind of uh, not not in great shape. He's, he's doing better now, but he's started sneezing. Yes, he started sneezing. <sighs> he's got the watery eyes, the sneezing. Yeah, lots of little sneezes throughout the day. It's the kennel cough. Yeah. He and Doc got that when they were at the animal shelter. By the time I got them home from the animal shelter, Doc was really sick. Boy, mm -hmm. I was crying. Yeah, it was, it was awful. Uh, so Claus, so it flared back up because you know with cats that they have it and it'll flare back up when they get stressed out or whatnot. It's been a stressful several months for him, so I'm really surprised it took this long for him to start sneezing in that but uh we got uh the got eye drops yeah in an eye drop form but she's not so thrilled with that no. but uh so we, we we've added that along with all the pills to his regimen doctor did uh give a listen to his chest because we had some fluid drained uh last month and uh it still sounded really good so that's uh doctor said that was the best it has sounded to her uh, in a while. That's a, that's a good sign for his breathing. He is sneezing a lot, though. He almost knocks himself over with it. He's so skinny. Yeah. And frail right now. Okay, let's move on. Let's move on. Yeah. The previous podcast came out just before we were going to release With It or On It. With It and On It. With It or Without It. With It or On It. Something like that. Yeah. So it came out a few weeks ago. It's sold pretty well so far. I mean, I think it's been selling faster than the medieval games. We'll have to see if it keeps that going as time goes on, but uh, it's a very promising sign for it. What is basically a new series. I mean, it has some DNA in common with uh, the medieval games, but it's different enough that, uh, you know, I wasn't sure how people would react, but people seem to be enjoying it so far, and there have been more than one person online who have said that they enjoy it more than the medieval one. I've actually been having trouble working on the next medieval game. My brain is kind of in that ancient framework. What's cool about the ancient system, which doesn't really work for the medieval system. So I need to kind of get my brain, I don't know, re-something. Okay. Medieval series with dinosaurs. On horses. I don't... Those poor horses, Mary. In full armor. We those, need dinosaurs. Those... This is good. It's, I'm, I'm, it's certainly something. I'm liking this. Okay. <laughs> but hopefully I'll have that done for, for next year. Which I think the plan right now um, is just to make that an expansion to Great Heathen Orange, which was the previous medieval game. Uh, so just be additional scenarios for that using the same... Uh, maps and unit counters. And dinosaurs. See, using the same counters can't put dinosaurs on it, unfortunately. Oh, that's too bad. Um. <laughs> well, 
babe, you make I the, you, I, you make the I'm sorry, but you make the counters. All you have to do is take out the little guys and put on uh, little dinosaurs. Mm, but but again, if it's just a scenario book, there's no counter sheet, then uh, no, we get a counter sheet with dinosaurs. That's a completely different production model. That's okay. Just because of dinosaurs. We need dinosaurs. You got a thing against dinosaurs. I do not have a thing against dinosaurs. You think against you talking about dinosaurs every? You, you have a definite thing against dinosaurs. You are biased against dinosaurs. Oh my gosh, you are prejudiced against dinosaurs. This is not true. I love dinosaurs. Why do we not have di dinosaur table battles? I am. We've been over this. I am working on it. It is going to be a full standalone box game. It requires a different... Yes, I, I know. I, I hear you say this all the time. That's because it's true. You know, ten years later, I'm still waiting. No, it's not going to be ten years later. I'm, I'm going to try to get it out for next year or the year after. Hang on. They're fighting. Kids, don't fight. You gotta let him eat, sweetie. He gets to eat. Dinosaur table battles. The next game we have coming out Does is, this one have dinosaurs? Is Ismail. Siege of Ismail, Ilya's game. Um, which Oh my gosh, Mary. Um, uh, which should be coming out in early July. We're just putting the finishing touches on the rule book. We actually got a proof copy of it and went through it and uh, found things that we needed to clarify and correct. Actually, given it like the final playthrough, I realized, you know, it uh, needed dinosaurs. It needed examples uh, for some of the zone of control conditions because if you are in the zone of control of an enemy unit during your combat phase, you are required to attack those enemy units, and zone of controls aren't necessarily mutual across all terrain types like over certain hex sides they only extend one way or the other or they don't extend and so it creates these uh, very interesting little conditions for combat we realized you know we need to actually sit down and say hey here's a picture here are the units here's who has to attack who here's who doesn't have to attack who or can attack who and doctor who sure so you put that together, and it looks really nice, and I think it's it's really going to help people, because the game's the game is fairly simple, but I wouldn't necessarily call it an introductory game because even though it has a lot of traditional uh, mechanisms and concepts, it does have this this kind of nuance there, and uh, that might be a little much for someone who's playing their very first war game. So if we make it a little bit easier for them to get into it, you know, why not? Which one of our games do you think? would be the easiest for an introductory war game for somebody who does not like an introductory really know how to play yeah war games but wants to get into it like a traditional introductory war game i probably would say lost provinces i mean there, there are some nuances there but um it's nothing really arduous and it's it's fairly close to 
what you would call a traditional hex encounter or game. There's not a whole lot of units, so the counter density is pretty low. You know, it's not huge like World War Two. Yeah. Even though it's part of that period. It's, it's not just this, it's just this tiny little part that mm-hmm. most people have never heard of. I mean now Ismail's pretty simple too, but you know, it has a, a higher counter density. Now it's it's a stacking limit of one unit with, you know, as many leaders as you want. But you have the more of this this battle siege situation and you have a little bit more complexity with that zone of control stuff I was talking about. Still fairly straightforward and simple game though, uh that should be relatively easy to get into. But as far as like you want to put a hex encounter game in front of someone and say this is a hex encounter game, this is what these games are about. Um, maybe Lost Promises is probably the best bet that we have. What uh, about um, what about Shields and Swords? Uh, well, the Shields and Swords games, uh, I mean, they can work really well too. Because uh, yeah, I always thought the Shield, not that Lost Provinces isn't. I'm just saying I've always considered Shields and Swords like a, a good introductory war game. You know, Shields and Swords, Shields and Swords is simpler than Lost Provinces. You don't really have a lot of terrain types to deal with or movement points for terrain. You don't have different movement points. You don't have an odds-based CRT because aren't really combat factors. It's all based on modifiers and cross-referencing unit types. Uh, you don't have that standard I-go-you-go move combat sequence of play. Instead, you have, you know, this, on your player turn, you assign a couple of commands to a wing and do things with that wing. And so while you still have movement on the hexes and combat and a CRT and rolling the dice and exchanges and retreats. But it's not your traditional. It, it's not, yeah. When so it, that, that's why I, I said, yeah. you know, if you're going to go traditional, I agree with Lost Provinces. Yeah. But I think this is even simpler, though. Yeah. So I, I've i always thought that it, that Shields and Swords helped someone was just trying to get into it yeah, for the first time. Now, Brave Little Belgium's been working out really well as an introductory war game as, as well, but that's um, more point-to-point thing, chip-pull. Oh, but it is a good introductory game. It is, yeah, it is. Ismail should be too. Yeah, and I, I think with those examples that we've put in, it'll make it a lot easier for people to get into it. And Of course, just because they're good introductory games doesn't mean that they're not good for people who have already... That they're going to be too boring, or because if 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 we didn't enjoy the game, if I didn't want to get it on the table and play it, you know, we wouldn't publish it, you know. And I'm not, I'm at the point where I'm I'm not just a introductory level war gamer anymore. Uh, though some games, like uh, I recently uh, got a copy of uh, Empire of the Sun uh, from Mark Herman. Thank you, Mark. And I have set up set up in the garage, and that one is more complex than what I typically play. It's very intricate. Um, there are a lot of special conditions, so I'm kind of slowly learning the game and going through it. And I don't see I'm, us I'm doing. I'm sure it's it. better than that one game that you had out there. Oh, the one, ge- yeah. Um, that was a. So that game had like six pages of rules, but they were completely indecipherable. What's the problem with that one? Oh man, yeah, that, that, that's a game I really regret having purchased. And it's one I haven't been able to trade away because no one wants it. But Empire of the Sun, I'm, I'm, 
I'm admiring and enjoying it so far, but it's just, it's very slow going. I'm actually, I actually kind of gave up on starting with the full game and they have like a South Pacific, uh, like mini map scenario, uh, like a learning scenario. And I like, so I got the little mini map out and I'm going to do, I'm going to do it that way. See if I can learn it a little better that way, kind of ease in into things. Dinosaurs, everybody. 